<laughs> Happy Royal Rumble weekend. Welcome to the TFW podcast. I am Matt that is going to have to take a shot on the podcast because my guy here cannot pick his NFL football teams based off of their names. I am Matt. Joining me, as always, is the person that is making me do a shot because it was her idea to do that, actually, at the end of last week's podcast. Rhodesia, I would ask you how you are doing, but uh, I don't know if I even care right now because of this. Yeah. And the other person that is riding shotgun with me is the person that I have to do a shot for because he went 0-4 in his NFL playoff picks (laughs) at the end of last week's podcast. He picked the Jaguars, the Giants, the Bengals, and the Dallas Cowboys. Zero for four. And I'm the one that's got to do a shot. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys can just take the pot over. I'm about to take this shot now to get it out the way because it wouldn't be fair for me to do it at the end of the podcast. You guys talk amongst yourself and let me get this shot taken care of. Hey, hey, before you go, just because I'm a kind person, I didn't want you to be by yourself. So I had me a glass of wine here with you. You have a, okay, I, I do appreciate that, but let's not act like you don't love wine and you would drink, you wouldn't drink the wine anyway. Okay. So, but okay, I, I'll take that. All right, so cheers. So you guys take it away and let me do this shot of uh, bourbon. This is Royal Rumble week. What, what? I'm so hype. I'm so hype. And are we going to tell them the good or the fun news for this Saturday night for us? Or are we going to save that for later? No, go, go ahead. <clears throat> go ahead. <clears throat> go ahead and tell them. So, Jeez. guys, we are going to attempt to live stream after Royal Rumble this Saturday night. After I probably had a few drinks, probably after Matt has had a few drinks. Probably after Ishan had a few teas. Or a few five-hour energies. A few five-hour energies. <laughs> we will and be we, live yes. after uh, our first actual live stream. So we will be live on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Facebook. If you guys don't want to rock with us as live, we will drop this as a podcast sometime Sunday, probably in the morning. So we will have that there. But we will have a Royal Rumble instant reaction show. So should be fun to At get instant reactions on, hey, are we excited? On this road to WrestleMania, or do we feel like, damn, we already hit a detour and some construction on the road to WrestleMania? Ishan, if you had to bet, and we'll get to our Royal Rumble talk wait, at wait, the end wait, of the pod. Again? If you had to bet, I'm not saying I'm betting with him. I just asked oh, him okay. if he had to bet. If you have to bet, are you going to be extremely excited come Saturday night or extremely disenchanted with the Royal Rumble? Oh, I'm going to be excited. Thousand percent, absolutely. I like that. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it, ladies and germs. Let's start with the news that I was uh, very excited about because uh, it is including my goat of all time. If you don't know, my goat is Stone Cold Steve Austin, and there was news this week that came out that said that Stone Cold may be coming back for this year's WrestleMania. Sean Ross did report that uh, with The Rock maybe not coming back for WrestleMania, and my assumption is we'll find out by the end of Saturday night if The Rock is coming back for Mania or not. 
WWE internally pitched a potential match between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Roman Reigns. SAP reports that Austin side was uh, approached about the possibility and the match would be for an enormous amount of money. And enormous was in quotation marks. Fightful previously reported that the WWE approached Austin in the summer of 2022 with an offer that he didn't find as financially appealing. So, give it to me. What's your guys' thoughts on potentially getting Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Roman Reigns? I'm going to assume for the title at WrestleMania, with or without the title. What's your guys' thoughts about that potential match this year? I don't like it. Sorry, I know that's your favorite wrestler of all time there. I just don't. Oh, hell yeah. There it is. <laughs> I love it. I I told you guys a while ago that I think that was one of my dream matches for Stone Cold was Stone Cold and Roman. Give it to me. Now, you know, Cody, Sammy, they're right there. But the great thing about this, this year's Rumble and the road to WrestleMania is so many awesome options for us as fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I just have never been this excited about a chain of wrestling, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, WWE events in so long, man. I mean, if we get Stone Cold, that's awesome dream match because the dude looks phenomenal, right? Yeah. If you guys he have not phenomenal. seen his workout videos, he's been posting on Instagram. This, he's jacked. I mean, he looks just as big, and that's not hyperbole. That's not hyperbole. He looks just as big now as he did when he was uh, running hard in the WWE. So there was no way, and his story was, he just got tired of looking himself in the mirror and not liking what he saw. There is no way the way he looks, he is not coming back for something big in WWE. So let's go back to you, Rodiz. You say you don't like it. He's 30 years older than Roman. Come on. I, I can't sit here and, and believe it. I, it's nostalgia. I'll be down for it. I'm excited for that part of it. But no, I wouldn't want him to wrestle Roman for the championship. Now, if Roman didn't have the championships, okay, fine. I would like that. But again, why? So then Austin loses, Roman retains, or then Austin wins, then what? We have a 58-year-old champion? I know he looks great. Wonderful. Bravo to him. I, I would only hope I look that like that, well, a female version of that when I'm 58. But again, that's, no. God, so I'm sorry, I cut damn. you off there. I cut you off there, but... So you're a you hater. So you you are a hater because of his age. Let alone no, he's the GOAT. No, 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 Let no. alone he is no, no, no. one of the GOATs. Let alone he is the biggest draw in the history of WWE, WWF, we just throw all, let alone this is going to be the biggest WrestleMania of all the times. Let throw that all, all out the to times. the side. <laughs> throw that all out to the side. Rudy's has got an issue with Austin because he's old. No, I said I have an issue because he's 30 that years is older insane. than Roman. And I cannot believe that's, that that's Austin thing. would be able to beat Roman. No one has knocked Roman in what, uh, almost age. a thousand days by time. Age it <laughs> That's not ageism. You you know what? It's not ageism. I, I think it is. It's and not. I'm, no. I'm not. I'm not appreciating it at no, all. No, that is not ageism. I'm saying believability. I do not believe someone who is 58 years old can knock somebody off their pedestal. And I think Roman is 38 or somewhere close to that. There's no way for me to believe that he can beat Roman. So did you also believe Undertaker was actually dead? Sometimes. <laughs> but I see he's my favorite wrestler. So again, we could go back and forth and I'm passionate about Undertaker. But nope, I don't want to see that. Get that off my... I would rather see Sammy versus Roman than Stone Cold versus uh, Roman. 
Then you get a little bit of Sammy shade thrown in there. This heat is rough this day, man. It's rough. She's starting off hot. I don't know if it's the yeah. wine or uh, or what. So that that was pretty big news. Like I said, when I first heard that, I, I got excited because uh, that is my goat. And Roman is my goat right now. So it's like, hey, if we got a chance to see the goat of all time versus the goat of right now, man, sign me up. I am down 100%. But all seriousness, I can understand your kind of thought process of, Hey, he's super old. Do we really believe Austin can win? Uh, no, I, I don't see Austin beating Roman, but the lead up to that, the TV that we would get, the spectacle, sure. I, it, that's, that is WrestleMania, right, for me. So I think that that is awesome. Uh, so that was, that was some of the backstage big news. The other big news, and part of it was on camera, part of it was not on camera. It was a lot of talk on Twitter and social media on this about the women of WWE. And this was from Monday. If you guys saw, of course, Bailey and Becky were scheduled to wrestle in the steel cage match on raw. It was heavily promoted. And that match basically got nixed the bloodline segment, which I didn't even know. And of course we'll talk about that segment in a little bit. I didn't realize it was 30 minutes. I was so just wrapped up in it. I, I thought it was a 15 minute segment. And then when that match got cut, I'm like, something had to happen. Like, you don't promote that match just for them to lock the cage and, you know, beat down Becky and they go to commercial. And then we don't hear about it again after that. So I knew something had to happen. And then, of course, we found out that uh, the match was cut because the bloodline segment went over in time. And opposed to them giving them a super short match, they decided to run the angle and then give them a, uh, the match, you know, down the line. So that happened. And then on Tuesday, hashtag WWE Women Deserve Better was trending on Twitter because of that. And along with Nikki and Brie Bella releasing a IG Live video. <laughs> Love them. Where they basically just talked about uh, the women was not represented properly on Raw 30. They, you know, went away from showing Sasha Banks. They called her Mercedes, but they did talk about Sasha, so I'm not sure her point there, but I think her point was just they weren't used. Uh, WWE said they didn't have anything for the Bellas, and then there wasn't much female representation on that show when you talk about, like, down the past. Now, I took that as a lot of women could be surprises at the Rumble. So maybe not show them and maybe not invite them to Raw in the same week of the Rumble. But I also can see, too, where people may have had an issue that, hey, you're celebrating 30 years on this TV show, and there wasn't much talk about Trish Stratus, Lita, Molly Holly, you know, all the women that really helped propel women's wrestling to what it was. So they released that, and then, like I said, Twitter just took off. Now, granted, we all know Twitter can take the smallest thing and blow it up as if it's the biggest thing in the world. I think some of that was here, too, for hashtag WWE women's deserve better. That's a, that's a bit much. We did get Bianca wrestling against Soya, which I thought that match could have got cut. Um, yeah, but I understand yeah. why they probably didn't cut that because now you got to talk about commercial breaks because the first hour of Raw was commercial free. So I am sure they had everything set in hour two and hour three, probably to the second. So they probably were like, look, we're up against it on these commercial breaks, on these other segments. We probably can't really touch that. So I get why they completely pulled it off. It did suck. But I didn't think it was as big of a deal as people tried to make it seem on the, on the internet. So I'll ask you guys. The match getting cut. So no cage match after they, you know, heavily promoted it. 
And then if you listen to the Bellas, not enough women representation on Raw 30. Was that all a big deal, little deal, or no deal in your opinion? With all of that, I see your point of maybe we kind of keep some of the big names kind of on a hush-hush until Rumble because the timing, right? We can get more of a surprise at Rumble. But I have to take it for what it is. It's Raw 30. And we know for a fact that the women's wrestling, just a division change, even when the Divas belt went away and a women's championship came through or was announced. I mean, all that, the whole evolution of women's wrestling, it had to be shown. And I feel also that it wasn't presented as well as it should have. I hope we have a payoff. I hope that at the Rumble we have a wonderful women's match and we have a lot of the greats come back. But again, I have to take it for what it is. It's Raw 30, the last 30 years of Raw. And women were important to it. We were an integral part to it. So, Did you feel that yeah. way while you were watching the show? That, man, women no, aren't being no. represented? No. Okay. Because I, cause I, cause we got Charlotte. Charlotte came over um, from SmackDown. So I didn't feel that in the moment. But again, when you, when you see the whole Nikki and Brie Bella IG live thing, at first I kind of didn't quite understand what she was talking about. But if you're in your feelings, you're in your feelings. But I, I could feel that there was some disappointment there. So you take that. You take that. Again, the doom, 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 doom. The cage coming down. We got all of that to not have a cage match, you know? So, <laughs> and again, I'm not into the whole production. So I didn't even think about what you said as far as, you know, could it be second hour, third hour is, you know, planned to the minute to the second. So of course you kind of enlighten me there, but I do feel it. Will I go around doing the hashtag women deserve better? Probably not. Um, but I would agree. I think that women were not represented as well as they should have. Ishan, before you go, I do have a question then. So will you go around tomorrow on Twitter with the hashtag, Austin's 87 years old and has no chance against my travel chief. Well, first off, I don't have those sentiments. Second of all, I'm not really on Twitter like that. We kind of know that already. Um, so no and no. Got it. All right. Ishan, what you got, man? What's your thoughts on it? Big deal, little deal, no deal. Uh, you know, so there's a reason why one of my many nicknames is, is easy, man. Uh, I, so during the show, I didn't notice it. Okay. I just really enjoyed the show. You know, it was I a great show, Bianca, right? Right. Charlotte came out there. They had a nice little moment. You know, I I love Sonya when she comes out. Uh, you know, we got to see Alexa. You know, the the cage match and in the in the time, to me, it didn't seem that weird. I'm like, oh, maybe it's saving this for another day. Okay. Right. That's what I thought. So nothing nothing seemed out of ordinary to me in watching the show. So after the show. When it was brought up, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see that point. I understand that maybe they weren't represented as well, which is kind of surprising because Triple H has been a, a high, a, a big advocate on women's wrestling. I mean, it started in NXT, right? The four horsewomen were doing their thing in NXT well before they were doing their thing. Women were doing their thing anywhere else in long, serious matches, great matches. Um, so I don't think it was intentional. So it's hard for me after the fact to be like, okay, I'm outraged and I'm angry about it, right? I right. see possibly, yeah, could they've maybe done a little something extra, but who knows what they're doing for this Rumble um, that's coming up, you know? And I think it's just an awesome thing that we have an all-female Royal Rumble come, uh, match coming up, um, and I think you might see some of those surprises. So hopefully we get a uh, a bigger due diligence on the, on the Rumble, but for me, I mean, I can't go back in time and say, now I'm mad about it, because during, during what was happening... I was all in. Yeah, I the show was was great. You know what I mean? And the show popped a incredible rating. I think they did it with a 2.3 or 2.5, I believe, 
yeah. which was it was one of the biggest spikes in years. The show was rated the highest raw in years. I think it's they years. did fantastic. You know, we'll, once again, we can actually this can lead right into the conversation about this show. I thought they did such a fantastic job of using the legends the way legends should be used. Typically, back in the day, you guys know if a legend comes back, they're getting the best of whoever they're up against, and that person is not any better off. Just take the DX segment for no. Before we take that one, let's go with the Undertaker segment. We get the American Badass, which was fantastic to see because we haven't seen that version of Taker in decades. He comes in. He not only gives the rub to LA Knight, he also legit gives the rub to Bray Wyatt, where he's (laughs) whispering in his ear. It comes out after that, that after the match that Taker and Bray had at WrestleMania 31, Taker went to Vince and said to Vince, take care of him, talking about Bray, because Taker loves him. So you talk about a legit passing the torch to someone. We typically didn't see that. The DX segment, where they towered to the entire group of Imperium. We've never seen that. We would typically see a super kick, a DX chop, a pedigree. They're left laying. They're doing the, the DX on each four corners. They go to commercial. Right, so I, I was, I, I, I loved it. I, I thought it was, it was great. That was the way you should use your legends. But let's, let's talk about the actual show itself. Uh, you know, I was, we kind of talked about it last week. Hey, the names they announced as legends, is this enough? He, you kind of talked about it and said, well, I'm not big on legends. You know, those type of things. Radija, you said you were excited as long as your boy Teddy Long was there. He uh, was. He, he was there. We didn't he get was. the. Tag team match. match. Yeah, we didn't get you know, he didn't set that up, but he did set up a match. Just wasn't included in The Undertaker. Uh, <laughs> I, I gave that match two thumbs way up. What's um for you guys, what'd you think about the show? And then if it was like one thing from that show that really stuck with you, what was it? Um, if I can go first real quick, I will say, and you're right, again, maybe I just am having a really bad memory, but I feel back in the day when legends would come it was a time to put them on their own selves over to go into business just for themselves. Like you mm-hmm. said, do the super kicks and da da da. I mean, we legitimately saw them put people over, you know? So that to me was just, and again, the seat taker and taker is my favorite wrestler of all times. Just to see that. That was so awesome. Be able for LA Knight to be able to just go back and forth like that with them. Like, dude, like we already know LA Knight is, is it, but LA Knight was LA Knight in last night or on Monday night. So for me, completely bravo. I'm so happy. What I took out from that was that Undertaker part where he was able to to give both L.A. Knight and Bray Wyatt kind of like, all right, hey, cool peeps. And he left out. Yeah, Undertaker was whispering to him, what you got on, boy? You smell <laughs> real, real good. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but actually, I thought that was um, the way they used the legends on, on Raw was the best I've seen. Because to me, it's just... You just put the old folk out there, and it's like mm-hmm. a parade, and they just wave to the crowd, and it's just, you know, it's just not, it's for me, it's, it's, it's sad to see, you know, these older gentlemen, you know, heroes of mine in my youth, you know, look like that. Uh, I, th- I thought that was a perfect use for them. Um, I've really enjoyed the DX uh, segment, because like you said, that's the first time you ever show seen the DX guys yeah. you know, show ass like that, right? <laughs> it was yep. really cool to see. Um, especially I think it kind of put those three guys over. Um, so I thought that was a really good spot. Um, 
for me, you know, I don't know if we want to get into it. It was that bloodline segment. Like, all day long. Okay. It's, it's, well, hey, I'll let you lead on that. But I do want to say, because we were just putting the legends over. I do have a legend that I'm, I'm over. <laughs> and I hate to say it. I didn't oh. think I would get to this point. The mic was over him, too. Oh, we're not talking about Hogan. We already know. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> hey, you guys know Hogan had a shitty day yesterday? Do you guys know that? that? Let, me, let me pull that. this up on Twitter for anybody who didn't see this. But this, I can't this... talk about him because I really feel like that's going to be me at his age. When it Which comes one? To like tech, I like forgot technology. he's on the show, to be honest with you. Yeah. The so Hogan yesterday, he was he was on the toilet. And he tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> I think he meant to text. Oh, he absolutely meant to text. <laughs> I ran out of toilet paper, brother. Help. (laughs) (laughs) And so my, my, I have a couple of questions on this. And it wasn't just that. It was another text. I'm going to find the other tweet too. Who was he trying to text that to? I have no idea. Like. His brother. Who texts while they're on the toilet, brother? No matter what you got going on, if you have a full roll of toilet paper or if you have no roll of toilet paper, why are you texting, brother? That's better said, than the N-word. This man said, help. <laughs> he said, I ran out of toilet paper, brother. Help. And I counted the explanation points. There were eight of them. <laughs> and I was like, maybe that has something to do with it. So I tried to crack a code. I couldn't figure anything out with that. But it was one more text. Let me let me find it. it he did oh, it. Or tweet. No. He did it back to back. Um, <laughs> let me find it. Because that one just kind of like puts it all together. But it was it was a situation yesterday with Hogan in on the toilet. So I hope, actually I really don't care, but hopefully he's not still sitting on the toilet because he never sent a follow-up tweet. He never <laughs> said like, brothers got it taken care of. You know, two-ply is the only ply. He didn't give us anything after that. He just kind of said like what he said. And can I find it? Okay, here we go. Let's see here. Come on, man. Oh, the first one was just help. <laughs> he sent he sent the help at 5:37 p.m. The follow-up was at uh 5:38 where I ran out of toilet paper, brother. Help. I mean, oh, what was really the time? Was the first one? What time was the uh, first 537. One? And then the second one was I just got off of it. Oh, dang it. Okay. What did you it say pretty, about? It's it pretty uh it's pretty close. Hey, Hawk, I feel you, brother. It happened to me one day, man. I went and got a boudet. That next day, I'm like, yo. I'm <laughs> but did you text? In the did you text brother with eight exclamation points? No, I texted my wife and I said, what happened? <laughs> That's just as bad. I was, I was about you to, to tweet say that. Too. I think that was just as bad. <laughs> what Why happened? Why don't you replace the role? We going to get oh a day tomorrow. <laughs> but I digress on the Hogan piece. We've been over Hogan. Uh, no, I'm Did I'm you hear about- my joke? Did you no, what'd you say? No, what was your joke? I'm sorry. He said, who texts brother? I was like, well, this better than the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Oh. Go ahead. Uh, it is the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. I'm, I'm about over him. Oh, no. And, yeah, and, and I was, I'm not going to lie, I was, I've been over him now for like, Half of a year or so, when he came back to do his last match, 
hey, you, you this is your life. You do what you're supposed to do. You do what you want to do. I'm, I'm good with that. The match was a complete cluster F. If you guys did not see it, it was yeah. honestly probably the worst match I've ever seen personally. My own two eyes. And then it was talks right after that of he wanted to do another match. And I'm like, dude, you got to sit down somewhere. So he comes out and brings out Charlotte Flair. Okay, cool. Whatever. Like, there's just no longer, like, an affinity to see Flair anymore. I think he's kind of worn out his welcome for me anyway. Now when I see him, it's kind of just, all right, it's Ric Flair. Like, there is no pomp and circumstance. But he comes out this week. If you guys don't know who Takeshita is, he is a awesome up-and-coming wrestler on AEW. Mm-hmm. He talks about the match that Takeshita had with uh, Brian Daniels in a couple weeks ago, which was off the charts great, that Takeshita's chops weren't the best. They, they were pretty weak. Like, come on, man. And then, you know what made it even worse? Takeshita, which is like one of the coolest guys. He took so the high road. We actually, yeah, we actually had a chance road. to meet him last week. Uh, he, he absolutely took the high road. He said, I, I, I got to find it just to give reference. He said um, to the response, I have the utmost respect for Ric Flair. It is incredible to me that he mentioned me. I need to practice a lot as I haven't done much chopping in wow. Japan. Thanks for the advice. Wow. I would like you to actually teach me if possible. Watch my chops grow from now on. Wow. I took the high road. That's where you do it. Right? So shout out to Takeshita for that. But I'm just like, come on, man. Like, I, I guess the word did come out too that Flair did um, apologize to Becky Lynch on Monday and told her that, hey, my apologies. You are the man now. That is your name. It's not mine anymore. But I'm kind of just over him. We were talking about legends and we talked about the good stuff I had to kind of bring up. Like, I'm over you, guy. So. Hey, but you know what? That's why sometimes I don't like these legends. Because, look, Flair, man, he looks every bit of 85. Yeah. Right? And He looks know, he looks the way Rhodesia thinks Austin looks. Don't do and, that. And oh, so that. I didn't get a chance to talk about Steve, but see, Steve doesn't look like he's 58 to me. You know, he looks, he looks younger. He's in great shape. And that's the great thing about wrestling is that it doesn't really matter about age as long as you can go and you can look the part, right? And he looks the part. So for me, I think he's just fine, and he looks like a threat. He'll beat the uh, – hey, I ain't going to lie to you. Soko, you'll beat my ass. It's okay. <laughs> so, Ishan, go ahead and take it, man. You you brought it up. The I, I tweeted on Monday, and I, that was – I was not joking when I when – I, I didn't have the words to properly convey – what we saw in that 30 minute. Now I know it's 30 minutes. I went back and looked. It was, uh, I don't know. Ishan, take it away, man. Man, so I wanted to, first of all, I want to say that that was Blood Angle, Sammy, it is money. Um, and this is when I knew they had something special because I noticed this is the second or third time that, like, my wife, for instance, sat down to watch wrestling. Uh, a week before, she actually, because she didn't have her contacts on, she actually got up close and stared at the TV the entire time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> while the segment was on, right? She watched the entire show. I mean, sorry, the entire match, entire angle. She never does this, guys. My wife tricked me into thinking that she was going to watch Russell with me with the woo me over years ago. She was sitting down. She like, she was into it. She was fully engaged. Once we got married... Wrestling comes on, she's out, she's out the room, she's she's gone, out of there. Right? So 
This Roman Reigns bloodline Sammy feud has brought a non-wrestling fan and made him a fan of theirs. And that's why I knew they had magic in the bottle right now. And that segment was so interesting, so emotional in so many different ways because they take you on a ride. And that's what storytelling is about. It takes you on a ride of emotions, right? Because you feel the anger coming from Roman. You feel kind of like the despair coming from Sammy. From the moment yeah. he came out with Bloodline, he had the old shit look on his face. Yep. Right? He had that slow one that he put up there. He looked like he looked like you know like back in the day when you know daddy get home, mm-hmm. and yeah, you, you know it's coming. You, you know, know the it's coming. coming. You know the whooping coming. Ain't nothing you can so do about it. You 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 trying to you trying to say face to see if maybe you know you could just you know act like nothing's happening and everything's okay that maybe nothing happened to you but you know that that ass whooping's coming. That's what Sammy looked like. I mean the from the entrance to the ring they played their parts so so well and everybody included like solo if you think about his role like he's he has such a low-key great role right because he never plays his hand about how he feels either way it looks like he's he's good with sammy but he's definitely riding for roman and so he play, he plays that stone face like position so Wait, good right? he's the henchman he's the henchman oh. if if i am told Everything is good. Everything is good. If I'm told it's not, it's not. And like, it, it takes like there, there's there is art, there's talent behind that. It is not hey, yes. just stand there with your arms folded mm-hmm. and act mean. It, it goes way deeper than that. And to your point about Sammy, I told Rhodesia Monday, I know for a fact there were people weeping in that segment watching it. Yeah, it was. I mean, we talk about it every single week, just how incredible this is. I'm just, uh, I'm so happy we are able to watch this and enjoy it for what it is, which is the best story that I've seen in wrestling in a very, very long, long time. time. And when this wraps, I kid you not, they could do an entire series on what, wherever the WWE's content is going to be. We could get a 12-episode series on just this storyline. And what I really loved was how it pulled at every single emotion during that segment. You know, Sammy talking, it was like, you felt like, oh, my God, man. Like, I'm so sorry, Sammy. Like, this sucks, dude. Like, you know, he even said, like, what more do I have to show you? And then of all people to save him was Jay. Jay? The guy that hated him. And that's and you I didn't was see it coming, cry. and you yeah. didn't see it coming either. Like, oh my God, the camera because, work because Jay yeah. came out of nowhere for the save. Out of nowhere, yep. right? Nowhere, and that's the part where I probably would have weeped at first. I'd have been kind of sad and teary eyed when Sammy was like, "I had this whole defense ready," but after this, I, I don't even got a defense at this point because I, I felt like that before in my life, so mm-hmm. I can gravitate to that. But then when Jay was like, "No, he's he saw good in me when there when there wasn't or whatever," he said, and it's just like. He's like, that's what family is about. And when you heard him say family and just that passion he said in his voice, it almost brought me to tears. Yeah. You know, if I thought that this was like like real, if I thought wrestling was real in that kind of sense. Um, but I'm like, dang, this is just Even amazing. if you didn't think it was real. Like, yeah. you know, every movie you watch isn't real, but he right, evokes right, emotion right. from you. You laugh, right. you cry, you're sad, yeah. you're happy. To me, it was the same thing. And like, I loved it because you didn't see any of it coming. Even if we saw it coming, 
Like, even when I watched it the second time, it was just as good. But I was looking for certain things when I watched it the second time. That first time, though, I'm talking, like, that was, wow. Oh, whoa. Like, I'm like, Paulie hates Sammy right now. Oh, man. Like, what the heck happened here? Like, this is the part where maybe, I guess because the storyline is so great that I'm, like, just, like, I'm embracing it. But if the storyline wasn't great, I would actually be thinking, what happened? Why Why does Paulie have so much disdain for him? I, I don't get it. But, you know, at the same time, he's not out of character because, you know, Paulie essentially blindsided him with everything, yeah. right? Yep. But it's not out of character for him to, to to feel like, okay, I've been telling you I've been on your side this whole time, but I really haven't been, right? And like, so it, it didn't seem out of character for him. And then the one thing, uh, the second time I watched it back, going back to Solo, do you see the look on his face when when Jay grabbed his arm? Yep. Like, actually, actually, he tweeted and deleted the tweet. Uh oh. Who? He had he had the shot of Jay grabbing his arm. And his caption was, don't touch me. And then he deleted the tweet. Who said, don't touch me? Solo. Ah. So ah. I think there's something there. And if we wanted to nitpick, we can nitpick. Heyman just talked Roman into keeping Sammy around. Yeah. On SmackDown Friday. And then he switched up on Monday. We wanted to nitpick. But we're not going to nitpick because this wasn't even supposed to be the segment they were supposed to do remember they were supposed to do the ceremony the yeah the ceremony the acknowledgement ceremony which they they pulled back from because Alpha and Sika couldn't make it I think they were sick Rikishi had travel issues so they kind of just pulled back and we got what we got I think there was no way that segment could have been as good as what we saw but what I will say though to the Heyman piece I do think that is going to be the crack of why Sammy eventually leaves the bloodline on his own I don't think he's about to get kicked out. I think he's leaving on his own. And I think now he kind of realizes that I can't make this work. So I got to go because Heyman doesn't trust me. Roman is saying like, hey, for now, which that leads us to. So let's just talk about that piece about the Rumble. I said, we'll get to our Rumble thoughts at the end of the podcast. So we heard Roman say to Sammy, hey, go home after tonight. Finish up tonight, which he helped. The Usos win the, the tag titles or retain the tag titles. Say, go home. I don't even want to see you until Saturday. And then on Saturday, you're going to prove your final test that your loyalty is to the bloodline. My question to you guys, is that final test KO related? Or is that final test the Rumble match itself related? I think that it's going to be the Rumble match itself. I really do. He is he's is he in the rumble? I don't know for sure. I know it's who in the rumble? Down that engine. Sammy. No, they have. Uh, I think they've announced thirteen men. Sammy okay. was not one of them. But it's not as of this moment. Sammy not being in it. So it's possibility that Sammy can be in it. Oh, it's a possibility. Yeah. So yeah. I think it has something to do with the rumble. And you think the possibility is you can't be in the rumble, or I is know. you go in the rumble and you throw yourself over the top? At, yep, the, at end. the end. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Ishan, what'd you think? I don't know if I want to put this this uh point here. Maybe I should go ahead and roll with it. So we're thinking about possible uh challenger for Roman at Mania. Right. Maybe Rock's not gonna be there. But Sammy is. 
And Sammy's hot right now, man. Who he has to be the biggest baby face in the company right now, right? Is he not? Like you think of a bigger baby face than him in that company? Well, he's not a face right now. Is he not a is he not the biggest baby face in that company? He's not a face yet. He hasn't he hasn't wrestled a heel since he's been with the bloodline. So I can't technically say he's a face like Roman when there's the bloodline. We can't say we can say they're the most over, but we can't say they're the biggest baby faces because they've wrestled all the heels. Same thing with Sammy. He's wrestling faces right now. But he is extremely popular, yes. Right. So he gets, his name first. He, he gets the biggest he gets the biggest pops, right? And the biggest cheers, yep. right? So they're position they have him positioned as that, right? But he's crowd response, right? He's the biggest baby face. It's not a little baby face that actually gets a bigger response to him. So when the initial turn happens, the crowd he already has the crowd behind him. They're they're ready for that next step for him, right? So he got the biggest baby face, the biggest heel at Mania. Like, that's kind of the 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 the, the moment. Cause for me, you wanna see when you see your hero, you wanna see him defeat the the, the greatest villain, right? And Jay and Jimmy ain't the greatest villains in this story, not yet, but they can get there. Right? What if, what if Jay saving Sammy? It's just another part of his plot that he's been plotting for some time to get him out of the bloodline, right? What if this is all a swerve on Jay to finally get rid of and be rid of of of, of Sammy, right? And not only does he turn on him, but Jimmy turns on him too, right? Because you gotta think of what why why would we why would we want to see the Usos versus KO and Sammy versus seeing Sammy conquer the biggest villain? Because right now Roman has to he has to give the word to get him out of the, the bloodline. Unless Sammy you no know, leaves on his own, but even then, if he doesn't give the word, you still want to see him conquer the greatest villain, which is going to be Roman. So the, the Usos have to become the greater villains in this story and roll for Sammy at this moment to free him, to free Roman up to fight somebody else. So I think the next evolution of that story has to be to make us hate Jay and Jimmy and have and want us to see Sammy against them at at, at the Rumble. So in this Rumble. I think it's going to be a continuation of the, of the story to get us to the Usos for me. So would you, do you think that the final test is the rumble? Hold, 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 hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's back this up. Ishan went on a three minute soliloquy, soliloquy about, I asked you a question, man. <laughs> is what he does, is it KO related or is it the rumble match related? Answer the question. Last time I checked, this was that's freaking wrestling. And I can talk about what I want to talk about. What, so, what are you talking I, about right now? I dropped it just... I, <laughs> I said the Sammy thing, we read into the Usos. Okay, so then the Sammy thing that he has to show his loyalty is to the Usos at the Rumble? Is what you're saying? No, 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 no. I said I don't specifically know what's going to happen next, but it has, it's going to have to... I think the next stage in this, in this thing with Sammy... It's going to ultimately end up being with Uso. I don't know what they're going to do tonight. I don't really, I don't, like. I think it might be KO, but you know, if it is KO, I don't feel like that's very. I mean, I'm sure it'll be entertaining, but it kind of feels I like we're past that, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It sucks, like, but, like, like that's like, not we, interesting we, to me, right? KO's then, got zero percent chance of winning the title at the Rumble, <clears throat> so you know yeah. you, you don't want to just leapfrog that. But for Roman to say you have one last final test to prove your loyalty to the Bloodline. He's already beat KO up. He's turned on KR already. So it's like yeah. him helping Roman in that match. Okay, that's just, that's expected. 
So for him to say that, to me, it has to be something that is so like, oh, come on, Roman. Like, really? And that's why for me, it kind of feels like it has to be something related to the Rumble match. But if you if you if you think about the Rome of the Rumble thing, right? Because it's it would be it has to be predetermined that you know Sammy is let's say twenty eight and he's thirty and he's like, hey, you got to get rid of this dude or whatever. Like they they have no way of knowing when Sammy's going to be in the ring with Roman and when he's not going to be at a Roman. I mean, they they wouldn't unless it's orchestrated ahead of time that Roman has like, yo, I need him here at this spot. To do this thing for me, like right, so Paulie's done mean, that's before, a, though. That's a totally different story, right? Yeah, and I don't know. If that's what they're trying to tell. That's the only way that scenario will work. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know specifically what's going to happen with that thing. Um, I think it's it's going to be something boring as it's going to have something to do with the KO thing. Um, which is going to just going to continue the the, the storyline with Sammy because I don't think we need to speed that up. Or right, I think it's still a lot of juice in what they're doing. Um, but that's just my take. I just don't. I don't think we're going to see anything major with that story at Rumble, unless it's him winning. Well, I think we would have to because I keep going back to the Chambers in Canada in February. So before I initially thought that was where we would get KO and Sammy against the Usos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think that now with Jay just saving them, unless to your point, he saved them to really not save them. And we, we kind of get that story. But I don't think so. I, I don't think that's the case at all because he showed his evidence, right? Exhibit A, Exhibit B, C, D, E. It was all there. And every single time he's like, man, he saved me. He was there for me every single time. So, and whenever you have a storyline like this has been going on for six, seven, eight months and we have more questions than answers, you know they did it right. So kudos to WWE on that. Uh, anything else from Raw? Either one of you want to discuss before? I got a question about Michael Cole. <laughs> you got a question about Michael Cole. I do have a question about Michael Cole, but I want to get any other Raw thoughts out of the way first. Nothing. Y'all got anything else? Nothing. Okay, so watching SmackDown Friday, I had to take a note. We know we joke around almost every week with someone with the hit roll. Right, shout out to those guys. It's all in fun. I'm going we know, on yeah, we, we know, we know we, we make fun of them for just the opportunities they've had. Right, but shout out to uh, you're, you're on mute, Ishan, if you're trying to say something. I said top, but, top Dollar is your boy now, man, so don't, don't do this. Shout out to Top Dollar. Man, the, the weight he's lost is absolutely incredible. But my question is, why does Michael Cole hate Top Dollar so much? Every single week, he goes hard in the paint on commentary about top dollar. And to me, it does not sound like a, hey, I'm just joking. I'm just ribbing you. It's like he holds some against that man for not executing that over-the-top plancha the yeah. way he should have back in December. Next time, tomorrow night, when you, when you watch SmackDown, guys, listen, Michael Cole's going to say something about top dollar where it's like, man, that's pretty bad. But, yeah, I had to write that down. Like, Michael Cole, why do you hate him so much? Well, I didn't notice that. Uh, check it out. I forgot check what he it said. out. He, he, he threw some shade again on Adam on Friday. It's at least twice each match. Mm-hmm. He'll I say heard something. it one time. Yep, at least twice in each match. <clears throat> uh, do, you, do you guys have anything for SmackDown? I don't have anything from last week's SmackDown to, to kind of discuss. I don't even remember last week, so. Keep That's pretty cool. All keep right. moving. I have one last thing before we do move on to AEW. And then, like I said, we'll wrap with the Rumble previews and predictions. 
I watched NXT this week. So okay. typically I'll watch it like every 30 to 45 days. I'll watch the premium live events for the actual weekly TV. I don't watch consistently. Eshan, when was the last time you watched NXT? A couple weeks ago. Okay. So I like everything about NXT except for the wrestling presentation. What do you mean by that? I like the promo styles. I like the vignettes they shoot outside of, you know, the arena where it's either, you know, on a beach somewhere or it's in a barbershop. I enjoy the characters. Uh, I enjoy the stories that they tell. But when that bell rings, and it's not that they don't have talent down there because I think they do. Now, some of them I think aren't that good. But I know they're trying. I know a lot of them are super young. So that's what it's for is developmental. I get that. But it's just something about, like, when the bell rings. I don't know. And that's why I say presentation. I don't know if it's the way it's shot. I don't know if it's the arena that it's in. I don't, I don't know what it is. But everything is great to me until the bell rings. And I'm kind of just sitting there like, I feel like, I'm, I feel like this is second-rate wrestling. I don't feel like it's the greatest. So, Radiz, I know you really don't watch. NXT, you probably saw a little bit this week. Um, what's your thoughts on that? And then, Ishan, you watched it just two weeks ago. Do you feel the same way I do or no? no? I'm wondering, though, are the talent that's down there, at least what we're seeing on NXT, we know the Performance Center, what I'm about to say is true, but is it probably because a lot of them are just athletes and maybe not having been through the independent scene to kind of pick up some of those skills and be able to put on that beautiful choreographed match that where you would say oh wow that was a great match do you think it's just because they're just athletes and young and green i I wonder maybe if it's too much choreographed maybe that's what i'm picking up Mm. i don't know i just know that their parking lots be gang gang right man that parking (laughs) lot boy it's too hot if you walk through that bad boy without security or without a group unless you're deep (laughs) don't go through that parking lot you will get got no i think it's because you're a, a, a studio wrestling snob Matt, because I'm when the NXT Black and Gold brand, you always complained about them oh, being man. a small arena. Ooh, uh, you like you, you, you <laughs> don't like studio wrestling. That's the problem because My basement's I think bigger that, than that. I think the problem is the opposite. I don't mind studio wrestling. Like I, I grew up on it. It's not a problem for me. I think the I don't like the promo styles. I mean these they sound like they just memorized some lines like thirty minutes before they said them. Uh, like I don't like the promos at all. I think that's the weakest part of the show, is the promos. Okay. Um, it, it seems like amateur hour to me. Um, when I when I see that, however, as far as the wrestling, I think it's gotten a lot better. A lot of those people have been on there since NXT two two debuted, and you can see the progression that they've made in the ring. A lot of those talents, uh, like Tiff Stratus is back. She's doing. She's uh, great. Stratton. She is great. Yes, yeah. sir. Like it's uh, of course you see Melo. You know, Brian's still kind of stagnant doing his thing. But, you know, you see uh, Cora J is just growing into a star, man. Like, you know, this from the looks and her wrestling, her gear, she's really growing. So, yeah, it's still developmental. Absolutely. Um, but for me, I I think it's it's the promos. I mean, it's not there for a lot of them, man. Like, Nikita Lyons. Mm-hmm. Man, it's not, I mean, she says it with fire, but you could. it seems like she's reading a book when she does her promos. Okay, so how about this? Is the um, content good? 
but just not the delivery, or do you not even like the content? I don't like the, I don't like anything about the promos. Got you. Okay. All right. But so no, then, it, so if they were to clean the they were to clean those promos up. It, would you start watching weekly, or is it just hey, not enough time to watch every second of wrestling? So that's the show that kind of gets chopped off. I think that's more of it, what it is for me. I don't. It's not that. It's not. I don't think it's that horrible in some cases because um, I think the wrestling is really, really good. I, I like actually the look of it. It's bright. It's, it's brilliant. I like seeing new wrestlers do their thing. Um, for me, it's just I've I have I don't have so much time in a week, so that's just what gets cut off for me. But okay, gotcha. Yeah, like I, said, I just wanted to kind of share that because this was the first time I've watched it. Like regular TV, it's been a couple. It's probably been a couple months now since I've actually watched a non-special. You know, like Halloween Havoc or, you know, like I said, PLE was just a regular show. It's been the first time in a while. Uh, so let's transition over to AEW. Some big news just dropped for them today, which is fantastic for our folks over in Europe and Asia. The Zone announced that it has secured exclusive broadcast rights to AEW in a multi-year agreement that will bring its premium matches and entertainment to the Zone subscribers in 42 markets across Europe and Asia. That is massive. So round of applause for AEW and zone and the good folks over in those markets to now being able to get that content. The cool thing for them as well is they also get Dynamite, Rampage, of course. They get four pay-per-views per year like we do, but then they also get uh, Elevation and Dark on zone. So they get those on Mondays and Tuesdays, which is really, really cool. So once again, shout out to AEW for making that big move. That is significant yeah big big time big 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 time so shout out to them uh we did have dynamite this week thought it was a great broadcast we know it was bookend with uh the jericho appreciation society coming out first they had a tag match and then the last match we had was jay lethal and mark briscoe I, i i guess i'll shout out warner brothers for allowing mark briscoe and aw2 uh, highlight and celebrate the life of Jay Briscoe, but I guess, I, I mean, yeah, I guess shout to them, but it shouldn't have took that long. Word is that Tony fought and fought super hard for that to happen. So once again, you look at just what Tony has done with any wrestler that has passed away that has had ties to AEW, you got to shout that out. You know, you look at the work he's done. Um, I mean, just, he's a fan of wrestling. Looks like he's also a fan of people you know, personally, professionally. So definitely love that. But last night's show was, I thought was super strong overall. Uh, I do want to thank, of course, Tony, you know, Mark Briscoe, Jay Lethal for giving us that uh, main event last night. The video package I thought was excellent as well that we got earlier in the night. It was just overall, it was, it was super, super special. You hate anytime something like that happens, anytime there's a tragedy, but when it can be celebrated and we are in on the celebration, uh, it did make me feel good to to kind of see that. Uh, you know, we can kind of go through what you guys' uh, biggest takeaways or what your thoughts were on the show last night. Uh, I would say, besides the main event, my biggest takeaway was uh, that E needs to smarten up, buddy. Soraya tweeted this week. <laughs> Let me pull this up. After last week, she must have heard the podcast. Shout out to Soraya for listening to the TFW pod. Let me pull up. Thanks, Soraya. 
Let me pull up what Soraya said. She said to somebody, if I can find it, let's pull this thing up. All right, here we go. Somebody said to her on Twitter, you turn heel six months after not wrestling for years. Three crying and laughing emojis. That's pretty funny, though. It was. Her response was, smart fans would know I was healed all along. That was what I told this guy on the podcast when he went through his entire tangent last week about how they just flubbed that storyline and she should be the biggest wrestler in AEW as a face and et cetera, et cetera. I told this man, no, the story is that she's a heel. Ironically, which was interesting, though, a lot of people on social media yesterday during the match with Tony Storm and Ruby was like, oh, Tony Storm's uh, working heel. And I'm like, man, like, was last week not clear? Like, what direction we were going? I thought it was, like, extremely clear what direction we were going. What was kind of interesting, though, was Britt coming out in that match and, I guess, helping Ruby. You know, Ruby kind of had that look on her face, like, man, I don't trust her, but that was kind of cool. Once again, I I think this story is going to be great. But uh, what did you guys think of that segment? Was it not clear? Even, you know, of course, I'm kind of joking with you, Ishan, about last week, but... It was pretty clear last week, right? That what direction they were going. Hey, and agree with it, not agree with it. Okay, Soraya and and uh, Tony are, are heels, right? They must have didn't watch last week's episode. I'll leave it at that. It was a lot. It was uh, a lot. It was clear. It, it was. It was a yeah. lot of that. But you, you know what? Like, I gotta be honest with you, man. Like, I think it just goes sometimes. Like, they don't clearly define characters there, right? Like, just because they did what they did doesn't necessarily mean that, I guess, they're bad guys, right, for some people. Oh, wow. Man, because that's crazy, though. It's, the roles aren't clearly defined there. One week they do heelish things, and then they're shaking, they're kissing babies next week. I mean, that's just how it goes. It confuses people. Mm, okay. Yeah, I didn't see it that way, but I guess duly noted on that. Uh, last Tony night. Tony looked good. Tony looked really she, good, too. I, I, man. Tony always uh, looks good. Yeah, Hill Tony's the best Tony. Yeah, but because, Tony is the best. Yeah, buddy. She looked like a million bucks. Granted, she's looked fantastic physically and in the ring since she's been back. But mm-hmm. she was on another level. And I don't know how they keep taking this hip attack and not being concussed all <laughs> over the place. But poor Ruby. Her oh head, that whiplash was something fierce from that hip attack last night. Uh, mm-hmm. But overall, like I said, I thought the show was really good. Anything uh, really kind of you guys wanted to discuss, even if it is the Mark and Jay match. So that was the main event. Uh, just you kind of your thoughts on Dynamite from yesterday. Dynamite, great show. One thing I do not want to see is, once again, Darby Allen and Samoa Joe. I do not want to see this match anymore. That's next and week, right? I forgot when it is, but I stopped I think it's next week. Once, once he called him out and called him dead boy, I stopped listening. I'm like, he's not about to go after this again. <laughs> Stop. Lay this to rest, pun, pun unintended there, but I don't want to see it. That's what I took away. My biggest takeaway, I don't want to see Samoa Joe and Darby Allen go at it again. And is it because Darby Allen is as old as Stone Cold Steve Austin is and nobody would believe he has a shot? Or is it like another reason that. why you don't want to see that match? I'm going to ignore just, that one. Just kind of wondering. How are you guys feeling about the um, action Andrade push? I like him. It reminds me. It reminds me of um, not Daniel Garcia, but what's from Type Flight? 
What's his uh, name? Dwayne Martin. Doctor? Dwayne. Is that his name? <laughs> no, but Top Gun. Dwayne Martin. Top Gun oh, and Dwayne man. Martin. All the Dwayne y'all. Martin. Jeez. What is this above the rim? <laughs> What's happening? Hey, Dwayne, Dwayne Martin and Top Gun, right? <laughs> What is his Dante? Damn, Dante. Dante. Yeah, Dante Martin. <laughs> Dante Martin. <laughs> Dwayne. Man, that is hilarious. Where did I pull that one from? That's wow. No, I like it. I, I like him. He's really, really good in the ring. Um, there's really nothing I don't like about the push in him right now. My worry is just that he could get lost. Yeah. In the shuffle after this feud, because I'm ready for this feud to be over already. Ask, to be honest, you feel I feel like I feel that way on all of Jericho's uh, feuds. But you know, going back to action though, like he had a big honor of Jericho put him over like that mm-hmm. and want to do this this program with him. Do you see it? Like, do you see that he's like the next one up? Well, that's the thing because when you say the next one up, right? I know what you mean when you say that. But there's a lot of next ones up. Yeah. So I almost am a little bit scared to put a lot of faith mm-hmm. and stock into him because I'm scared I am going to get let down. It's kind of that potential what we saw with NXT when Vince was was heading WWE's creative, where you would get super invested in a character on NXT just for them to get completely repackaged on WWE and, and yeah. they suck. And you're like, okay, what's the point of me even watching NXT now? Because I'm going to get invested in these characters just for you not to show them anymore. Hey, I do have a quick question. Where is uh, Warlow? Anybody? Bueller? Mm-hmm. Hey, you Bueller? know, he must have some, uh, some, like some heat backstage. He ain't got right? no heat, man. He got, he's he ice cold. Heat. He definitely don't have no heat. He's ice cold right now. <laughs> Seriously. But no, I, I do like action. I like everything about him. I like his look. I like his moveset. Um, we'll just see. You know, I guess my question is going to be, hey, what's next? And I hate to be that person of always, what's next? I don't mean it that way. But, okay, so they have the, is he feuding with Jericho or is Starks feuding with Jericho? Right. So I think last night, this is going to spur into, which I'm super excited about, is going to be Garcia in action in a feud because Garcia cost him the match last night. Hey, give me that. Give me those two in a feud. Now I'm invested. I'm just like Jericho is is in that that part of his career for me where it's got to mean something major for me to care about his feud that he he's into. Like, hey, okay, if we can get if we can get Starks past Jericho and make Starks bigger than what he is now, great. Awesome. But I don't really, man, this is going to sound stupid kind of, but I don't, I don't need Jericho infused with young talent that I don't know if necessarily needs him or not. And yes, like Starks, you sound crazy saying you don't need somebody like Jericho, but I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of hard to, to describe it. Like I don't, I don't care. I, I don't, I don't care about this said feud. I'm just looking for all right. What's next for Starks? What's next yeah. for action? And then the worry is okay. Now Jericho's going to get through with them, and I think he still has a ton of value. But then, then who does he feud with? You know, not not saying I want to see him in a feud with Sting. Been there, done that kind of a thing where it's like legend versus legend. But I think they got to be a little careful, you know, with Jericho because of that. Like I'm just kind of like eh, I'm indifferent. That that's what it is. I'm indifferent about his feuds right now. No, I've been that way for a long time, man. It's just I don't know. So, but and, and going back to action for me, to answer my own question, I I don't I don't see it. You don't think you got it? 
No. Really? No. Wow. Because look, his, his skill set is similar to a lot of the other younger guys in that company, right? He does a lot of the same flashy type moves. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see, I don't see anything different from his repertoire, his ring work that's different than any other guys that are kind of in the same boat as him. Um, I, I, I'm, I, you know, the, hey, the jury's are open. I hope he makes it. I hope he does well. But he hasn't cut a great promo just yet. I think his matches are okay. Um, again, because you see so much of that on that show, right? And that's the one thing about Dynamite is that you see that style that he wrestles is so prevalent on that show to where if you see one match, you've kind of seen them all in a way. 10 of them or 15 of them. That's fair. Yeah. Yep, that's you fair. know, so like he just kind of blends in to what I'm already getting already on a daily basis. So I just don't see what's different about his output yet. Now here's the I thing do, about I, Daniel, I do I do kind of agree with that. I kind of agree with that. Here's the thing about Daniel Garcia, like if they're going with to a back to a him getting out of the JSA again, like we've mm-hmm. kind of been down that road, haven't we? Yeah. You know, I don't think no. I think he's kind of doubling down, right on that. Uh, he helped them win, so I don't think he's going to be leaving the Jericho Appreciation Society. I just think that this feud may be spurring off of seeing action versus Garcia. Mm. I just still feel, feel there's some tension there between him and Sammy. Oh, there's Sammy definitely being is. his Sammy being his. What is his mentor? Yeah, is somebody mentor. gifting him the black leather pants <laughs> that he's wearing. So there's definitely some type of some tension going there. But hey, did we get get action in uh, Garcia on Rampage last week? Oh, I don't know because I didn't watch Rampage. You talking about this past Friday? Yeah, we did because he 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 lost that match because Who if he, he won the match, he's going to be in the tag team match. Action. Who, who lost? Action. Uh, okay. okay. Garcia. Garcia and Action wrestled on a rampage. And if uh Garcia won, he'll be he'll be a tag team partner with Jericho. Oh, and that's Sammy, right. Sammy, yep. Yep. Right? Yep. They but set that lost. up last week. Yep. So if they're leading towards that, you know, hey, great. We've already kind of stooged off a first time ever match already. Yeah, I forgot about that. They had that match. I did forget about that. But you guys want to um, get into the, the the Briscoe match or are we, we still waiting for that? No, we can. Just real quick, I do want to, uh, once again, Brian Danielson had a, another really strong match with Brian Cage. Cage continues to deliver. Don't know if you guys know, but his contract is up in a few weeks. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. So it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like. When he w- was kept for a year, which was last year this time, story was he was going to be on the ROH brand. So we'll see what happens now with that. It, it would be surprising to me if, WWE doesn't want to take a look at him, but uh, I don't think he should be someone that leaves AEW. Tony needs as many big men, heavyweights that can work in that company. There's not many of them at all, and I think he's one that you want to keep, especially with the run he's been on over the last month and a half on AEW TV. So I did want to bring that up. But no, go ahead and get into the Briscoe and Jay Lethal match. Hey, but real quick, so where do you see him? You you want him to stay in uh, AEW? I'd like to see him go to WWE and try a different scene. I do. I I would like to keep him in AEW because now everything is the caveat of if and when Vince comes back to creative. Ooh, didn't think about that part. Right. Because I was actually going to say I think he should definitely have an interview with WWE. But just because he right. can't, he can't talk. Right. You know, he he yep. can't. Well, for what they want, he can't right. talk. He can, right. he can cut a promo if he wants to, for sure. But for what they want, and and also, you know, he's somebody who's been around long enough to where my 
thought would be if they saw value in him in WWE, he would be in WWE. Right? But evidently, they didn't. I guess things can always change. But I would think he would get lost in the shuffle more in WWE than he would if he was consistently working in AEW. Hmm. Interesting. I yep. think when his contract uh, was up um, well after, like, uh, I think his contract was up before, like, right during when a and started snacking all that talent. Um, I don't know if he was available mm-hmm. early on for WWE. Um, but, you know, the only thing about Cage to me, and I think his problem with AEW, I, I think he also, because of his career, it's something about it with his charisma or lack of charisma. Because, like, even if he cuts a decent promo, it's kind of like, eh, eh. Right? He's I've always been, you know what, man, I've been a fan of Cage, though. Like, his I wrestling think, is, is, is tremendous, right? Yeah, I think he's just, he moves around like a cruiserweight. Like, if you can't figure out what to do with a heavyweight that looks like he does, that draws eyes, you know what I mean? Shame on you. Like, man, give me the book. I bet you like. And he's still one of my favorite matches, top five matches of last year that I've seen in person with him and Will Ospreay. And you, I mean, he's huge. And like you said, straight cruiserweight, agile, all of that. He's incredible. Again, maybe on the mic, he may not be the best for what, as, as, as I guess, as versatile on the mic, but we know how you can book him. Book and real quick, guy. speaking, of, I'm glad you said that, too. And then we'll get to the Briscoe, I promise. Um, so this past week, uh, so Radiz was talking about Warrior Wrestling, where it was Osprey and Brian Cage, which match was incredible to see live. It was fantastic. Uh, they actually had another show this past week where I was able to watch uh, Vikingo live and in person for the first time. I've seen clips of them. If you guys do not know who I'm talking about, Google it. Go on Twitter. I'm sure there's some matches on YouTube. You can check out Warrior Wrestling's Twitter account. I think it's just at uh, Warrior Wrestling, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, they put a lot of clips up. This guy (laughs) is insane. He is going to be the next big luchador in wrestling. Uh, He does not wear a mask, so you get the facials, good-looking guy. But the things that he does in a match is just like... It's unreal. It is unreal, the things he can do physically. So he won the Warrior Wrestling Lucha title. He's actually going to be back in a few weeks in Chicago wrestling in a triple threat match for, uh, you know, retaining or uh, putting his belt up on the line. So if you are from the Chicagoland area, you do not know what Warrior Wrestling is, check it out. I I can guarantee you are going to enjoy it. They get a lot of AEW contracted wrestlers. Um, But I had to shout out. (laughs) <laughs> that match and him because like I said that was the first time I had a chance to lay eyes on him and he is every bit of the star that people have said he he wrestles in Triple A now and Triple A actually had a embargo to where if he works he if he worked in the independence you couldn't stream his match you could only do audio or you you could do nothing you had to cut the stream and something happened uh, last week where I think on Friday because the show was on Saturday like Friday uh, Warrior Wrestling worked out some agreement the triple a where we were, they were able to stream the match live. So it was super cool. Check him out when you get a chance, but he is somebody that I don't know how long he wants to stay in Mexico, but he's going to be able to write his dollar amount. He's going to have a blank check <laughs> somewhere in the United States in a couple of years. I can guarantee that. Um, so yeah, so go ahead and get to the Briscoe J lethal main event from uh, dynamite. Man, that was a powerful uh, moment for me, man. Because uh, to be honest with you, I, I kind of took the uh, 
the J pass is a little hard, man. Cause, um, you know, I was really into the Briscoes. I was really excited about seeing more of them. I know you guys hate on that ROH. You guys don't want to watch that TV, but I was, I wanted to pay $10 and they were one of the main reasons why I wanted to watch that promotion. So I was really excited and to hear about his, his passing and the way he passed, it was just a horrible for me. And then, you know, like anybody who knows me and knows I love my, my children. So I have a soft spot for kids. And when I found out that the little girls were involved in the accident and the struggles that they were having, it just was breaking my heart. And so just to see it being brought up all the time, when you guys want to talk about it last week, I told you guys, I'm like, hey, can we just, you know, we can touch on it, you know, saying, well, wishes to the family, move on. You know, you guys want to talk about it. And really, I didn't know emotionally I could handle it because I didn't want to cry on one of these podcasts. But I love that Tony Khan was able to bring this moment to the fans. I love that we were able to have the tribute to him. I love that we now get to see a Briscoe on big TV. Um, they should have been on TV five, six, seven, eight years ago because they've been they were ready for a long time. You know, it's sad that this had to had to bring it about, but hey, we got it now. We got the tribute. Uh, it was emotional to see Jay. You know, be so emotional. You know, before he even got down, you know, you you could see the emotion in his face and how much that match meant to him. And you know, I had the same feeling to be honest with you. You know, I didn't know him, of course. Um, but I, I felt that way. This was an emotional experience for me, and to see them in the ring and see him to hold those titles high, right? And you, I, I kind of felt mm -hmm. like you know Jay could have been there holding it as well with them. So for me, the the just the moment itself, seeing them together and, and celebrating that man, and finally seeing a Briscoe on my TV was a great moment. Everything you said there, I agree. Um, just even with Jay coming out on the ramp already in tears, pulling it together. <clears throat> I'm sorry, excuse me. But then the part where we saw Mark come out with strength, my God, <laughs> it's all I can say. Like, and I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes, but just the strength that he has to make it through a match where Jay Lethal was the one who's showing more emotion and tears wise in that match. And Mark is just like, Nope, let's put this match on. Um, he's still here. He's with me. And we're going to work this match. And, incredible spots in the match too um i actually don't know if the match was good or bad because i was so wrapped up in it emotionally mm. oh, it was uh, great it was a great match <laughs> i know the, the elbow drop off the top um onto the table that was sick um but again just the emotion that was in there well done for AEW for being able to get him on tv to be able to do that match we needed to see that how honored are we to be able to be a part of that um and again you've said everything else i, I don't really need to say anything else about it no, you guys, you guys hit that for sure. Once again, it was a pleasure to see that last night. And they cracked a million for the first Yay. time, I think, since October. I don't know if that sounds right or not, but I think it was since the first time since October where they had over a million viewers for last night's Dynamite. So shout out to them just overall. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. Last thing I do want to talk about with AEW is as much as I have been loving the new elements of production to um, they actually reset the start of the second hour last night. If you guys don't know what that means is where maybe I didn't watch the first hour. So you tune into something at the top of the second hour, or the beginning of that hour, if I'm just not watching and you get the introduction, AEW's never done that, that I can ever remember. They did it last night and they kind of reset the show. You know, Excalibur got on and said, this is AEW dynamite. I'm Excalibur, you know, Taz is joining me. And then he kind of reset like what was happening in the ring. Thought that was fantastic. Those are the kind of things you have to do to grow your audience. If somebody just turns that channel, 
at the beginning of the hour and they have no idea what's going on, they're probably going to turn. So I thought that was fantastic. I love the video packages, of course. I like, you know, we, we gave big-time kudos to Renee and Hangman last week. MJF's promo in the locker room I thought was fantastic. A little bit, once again, different environment of where the promos are. Uh, but they have to tighten up these missed shots that they have at times. Something will happen at ringside. You completely miss it. I forgot, Yesterday, was it like Rampage? There was a popcorn spillage, and we didn't even see the popcorn spillage. It was something like that. Yeah, you know, it happened a couple times last night. Uh, Britt comes out, and she does her DMD, and the camera shoots away from her. And when the camera shot away, they really weren't shooting anything in particular. It wasn't like there was a, a spot that was coming up in the match at that second. They just missed it. They, they just missed it. I know some of that comes with, too, because they don't rehearse their spots the way WWE rehearses their spots. So I get that, too. You know, the cameramans don't know what's coming. So I don't want it to get so produced where every spot is known beforehand. You know, the reason why we love AEW is because it's organic. We get those promos, you know, things of that nature. But that's just one of the things that I do want them to kind of tighten up on because it happens typically once or twice a show. All right. Let's get into it, guys. Royal Rumble. So as Rhodesia said earlier, as I was taking my shot of bourbon, which wasn't that bad, it hit. I like I like to sip bourbon. I don't like to shot bourbon. But what I will say is after about that six seconds of the warmness that went down my chest, it wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad. So that was pretty good. But uh, we will be doing a Royal Rumble reaction show on Saturday night. So we will have that for you. So we decided, of course, to put the Royal Rumble talk at the end of this podcast, just in case you are listening to this on Sunday or Monday of next week. What we're going to talk about is old now. is is, is dated. But I do want to bring up really quick. I did uh, give a Twitter poll, and we'll talk about it during this part of the podcast. I asked a question on the Twitter earlier today. If The Rock is not appearing at the Royal Rumble, oh. who who do you want to win? The options were Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, or other. Have either of you two checked the poll in the last two hours or so? Nope. Okay. So then what do you think was the number one answer? So this is Twitter. So I think I have to consider the source here. So this is the internet wrestling community between Cody Rose and Sami Zayn. Or other. Or other. But we know the other is not going to get more than... 34 percent um or 33 and 34 i think the slight edge is right, going to go to mr that's steiner math <laughs> that's finer math right there sure was <laughs> dang <laughs> sammy you're talking about okay. that, talking about that sacrifice <laughs> that's crazy so slight edge i think is going to go to sammy okay uh i'm gonna go other okay wow all right so you are right about the slight Edge, Rhodesia. It was light. It was 46% to 40% to 14%. Number one was Cody Rhodes at 46%. Nah. Yep. Sami Zayn was 40% and other was 14%. The other was people such as Sami Zayn. I'm sorry, not Wait. Sami Zayn. I was um, say. <laughs> Seth Rollins. Okay. 
Austin. Seth Rollins. Come on. Yep, now. Seth who Rollins was one. Nick Audis was one that they uh, want. This wasn't who they think. It was who they want. Um, and who else? Not Those were the ones I kind of remember off the top of my head. So, yeah, so 46% to 40%. Cody Rhodes to Sami Zayn. You guys want to start with the Rumble seeing that? We uh, brought that up, or do you want to go with the 100% chance that Roman Reigns walks out of the Royal Rumble with the Universal title against KO as the first match? I don't think that I'm going to disagree with that, so we could probably just skip that on my side. Eshan, are you giving KO any shot of winning the title this Saturday? No. All right. Royal Rumble, let's go. (laughs) He's he's giving the expense. Um, well, then let's go to the women's title. Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss. What's your guys' thoughts on that one? In a, in a, ugh, I'm just going to say it. I think Alexa. And only reason why Bianca has held it for what almost a year now. Um, I think all of this, like repackaging Alexa a couple months ago, you know, she was a shell of what she was once before that kind of built on the storyline of, of developing her character. Unless I, I don't see her, you know, being taking her on at, at Mania or getting another shot, I'm just gonna go with Alexa winning the title. The title. Sorry. Okay. Hey Matt, I don't want remember? her to. I don't want her to, but I think she is. But go ahead. Sorry. Hey Matt, you remember when um, Alexa was dating Buddy Matthews? No, yes. Buddy had her in shape. You know what I'm talking about? He <laughs> he had her in shape. <laughs> Look at this guy. You know, like, man. Nobody. She she is still a very pretty woman. Oh, no, no, she's pretty. Yes, but but Buddy Buddy Matthews. But Buddy Matthews, he's also with with, Rhea Ripley. He's Rhea. And she she is in very much in shape. He he put them girls in shape. He got them. He got to be doing like some some squats. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder I what kind of protein so. he got him on him. Because it, it goes high protein. Goes to one spot. Yeah. High protein. It goes to one spot. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the high protein diet. Mm. I am. I think we got off track. Uh, sure Bianca Belair versus, sorry, Alexa Bliss yeah. for the women's championship. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what we were talking about. Yep. Um, I'm going with Bianca. Um, I, I don't, like that's that's the one thing I don't think we we mentioned, but we can talk about another pie is that I I don't I I feel like the road to WrestleMania on the women's side isn't as clear. Um, I don't know who the matchups could be there. So we talk about thing, the right, yeah. So we talk about mm-hmm. who's winning these matches. You know, I see Bianca winning just from a, a fan. I want to see Bianca win. I don't think that uh, Alexa's hot enough for me as a fan to take that championship in that reign. Okay, um, and. Pass the Royal Rumble. I don't know what's next for. Her. Like that's that's an interesting question for me. So, I don't think there is a way in the world we get Bianca not walking into Mania as a champion. So yes, there is Elimination Chamber that's coming up, but I don't think this is the spot you take the belt off Bianca. No. Um, we know Uncle Howdy may play a role. I just, I mean, I think you can easily have Bianca retain and completely advance the story with Alexa. So, I'm going with Bianca retaining the title. Saturday. 
no doubt. Speaking of Uncle Howdy, Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight in a match that we have no idea what what's going night. on except for Moundu is involved, and <laughs> that's about it. So and no lights pitch, are involved. Yeah, pitch black allegedly, right? Pitch black match. Mm-hmm. Ironically, I do think there's a chance Bray could lose this match. I do think there's a chance. Like if we look at between, like I give Roman a hundred percent chance of winning. If I was to give Bray a percent, I would probably put it at 90%. Because once again, I think there's a way where he can lose and it still advances the story. Because we don't even know what this match is. And he still got Sister Abigail by Uncle Howdy. So we can't forget about that. But like, do you have both Uncle Howdy folks lose? Do you have Alexa and Bray lose? Probably not. I, so give me, I didn't say so Alexa. So give Alexa me Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I did. Give me Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I think like this match is going to be more about advancing the storyline than about a winner and a loser. Okay. Uh, I'm just I'm just hoping that it's not going to be that red match that we had with Seth Rollins and 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 Can't the Fiend years no. ago. Can't I hope be. it's not something like that because <clears throat> it's definitely a strange match. Because you know it's supposed to be a serious wrestlers and a serious view, but they're they're fighting the match named after a, a, a soft drink. You know, it's that's kind of. I don't know. So for me, I feel like it's going to be based around storyline. Um, if I got to pick a winner, I'm going to go with Bray. And we're going to see the continuation of his, his evolution of his, whatever character or characters he's doing. I'm a double What do you guys down, think? I don't think Five I said, million dollars? Mountain Dew's giving WWE for this? Sure. Why not? I, I I don't know money like that as far as... It's got to be a minimum it, of $2 million. It's got to be a minimum of $2 million. you said enormous earlier to Stone Cold. Enormous, to me, could be $10,000. So I don't know what enormous uh, is and what a lot is. Is that more shade to Austin? Did you feel like he's that old that, like... Oh, my God. <laughs> $10,000 is a lot of money to him because his Social Security didn't hit? to me. Like, wow. That now, particular you month? just said that he was already 62 and a half. I can't wait to meet Austin and wow. let him know just how wow. you think about him. Wow. It's going to happen, wow. and I can't wait. Yep. What? I can't wait. So what are you about to say? Let me give you my... I'm a double down. I'm going to say LA Knight's going to win. Okay. Yep. Your picks are just as bad as Eshan's picks last week for football. (laughs) Look, 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 look. I can already see right now. Now I know I'm so cheesy and corny right now. I can see LA Knight going somewhere backstage to try to turn the lights back on. I'm telling you that right now. Oh, Women's Royal Rumble. Before we get into who we think is going to win, and we'll do this for the men's as well, mm-hmm. let's go over who do you absolutely not <laughs> want to win. Ishan, let's start with you for the Women's Rumble. Who do you absolutely not want to win the Warrior Rumble? Nettie Nightheart. <laughs> he had that already in the tuck. He already knew it was up. No, I just came right there. You asked me, oh, yeah, I don't want to see her. Okay. So we got Natty. Rodisha, who you got? See, I haven't had time to think about this, so I'm just going to go with Sonya Deville. Mm. Mm. Oh, Sonya. Yeah, I wouldn't want that either. What about I'll you? tell you who I absolutely do not want to win the Rumble. Okay. Becky Lynch. Ah. I love Becky. Ah, I do. I this is not the spot for her to win the Rumble. This, this isn't the year. It's not. So I, I would be like WTF if she was to win the Rumble. I still want her in a, a huge match in Mania, but just, nope, we don't need her win, to win this Rumble. 
So now, who do we want to win? So do you guys want to go, who do you want to win? Who do you think is going to win? Let's go with who do you think is going to win. Let's not go with who do you want to win. Ishan, we'll start with you again. Who do you think is winning the Women's Royal Rumble? To be honest, I have no idea. I I I was just going to say, I I thought or I think our answer is going to be the same, all three of us. So by you saying you have no idea, maybe not then. I have no idea. Who you got? I have a Rhea. So, so check this out. Let me book the territory. You always book in the territory. Okay. Bianca, Bianca loses. Okay. Go in, enters the rumble, wins again, be like the two time women's rumble champion. And Rhea wins the elimination chamber. So now we have Rhea and Bianca at WrestleMania. Keep forgetting about elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm on this Sammy KO thing for elimination chamber. I keep forgetting that that match is typically for a title. So I'm thinking maybe, I think all paths could be winding and da da da, but it's all going to, I think, lead to Bianca and Rhea at Mania. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, for sure. I think. I mean, I've been calling that. Well, they had the stare down. If you guys remember, was it over a month ago? And I'm like, that's the money match. You don't do that stare down for no reason. The money is Bianca. Well, I think the money is also Bianca Charlotte, but they're both champions right now. So I don't think you go there because one's on SmackDown, one's on Raw. That's why I go with Rhea. She, to me, she's the one that makes the most sense. I think she dominates the Rumble. But I would love to see, this is like really now we're super, super fantasy booking. I would love for her to not be in the women's Rumble, but be in the men's Rumble. Ooh. Orton, come back. Love it. You know, she's never been hit by a man every week. Hit me, hit me. Orton hits her with an RKO, throw over the, throw over the top. I think that would I be like that. beyond ridiculous. Yes, I, I like that a lot. Hey, Orton, that's all good. <laughs> That's a real good one. Hey, but Rhodesia, we're not going to, we, we're off the Mercedes at number 30. Oh, shoot. Mm, right. Look you at you. Right, you right. You right. Um, I think Bianca's going to win because everybody's going to be so like, oh my God, Mercedes Shasha Bain showed up. But you, we know Bianca, she be laser focused. So once she's laser focused, she's still going to win. Happy birthday to Mercedes too. Today's her birthday. Happy birthday. So you're going with Bianca losing earlier tonight and then winning the Rumble. We saw that before, right? I think I saw it with somebody. Okay. I think so. So who you got, Ishan? You haven't said yet, right? Uh, I like your idea about Rhea. I feel like if we don't get a surprise, you know, from my girl Sashi coming back, um, I, I like to see Rhea. Because it's her time. Like, she's shining over there. But I actually, I like your idea about her popping up in the men's. Wait mm-hmm. a minute. She she could be... Well, no. Have we had... I think Nia Jax did it. Nia, Nia Jax, Jax did it. And Beth Phoenix did it. And China. Oh, China. They, they, both, they both were in the, the men's. No, no, I mean... No, no, no. Right? I mean, I think Nia Jax was the first woman to be in the women's and the men's rumble, right? Yes. Yeah, because there wasn't a woman rumble until, Back, like, the last China, modern time. Yeah. I so I could see Rhea doing accomplishing something like that as well, right? And then her maybe ultimately winning the women's, and then challenging uh, Bianca at at, the, at Mania. Uh, but then that leaves us with what are we getting on the SmackDown side for the championship? No idea. No, no idea. My dark horse for the Rumble was Oscar uh, in her new alter ego. That was my dark horse. We haven't seen her in a couple of years. We haven't right? seen her since she was teasing. We saw her once. She was yeah. teasing it on social media. She lost. Mm-hmm. She's been off TV since. Mm-hmm. 
you don't bring her back the exact same way she was. She's not gone from injury. So that's my dark horse. So we'll see. And she will be a heel, I'm sure. Charlotte's a face. So there you go. So, yep. So that could be a thing on that. All right. Uh, let's move on to the men. Who okay, do you absolutely Please. not Please. Let me go first. Let want me go first. winning Let me go the first. Rumble? Let me go first. Edge. Seth Rollins. Edge. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want Edge winning the men's Rumble. That Anybody else can win. Um. What was it? Oh, Ray Mysterio was number thirty years ago. We could have Unaki win. I don't care. We, I don't, I don't care. Just not Edge. Well, what's up with these older dudes in Rhodesia tonight? Never what's wrong with Edge? No, 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 no. I need you, Rhodesia. You got twenty no. seconds. Mm-hmm. Tell the world how much you hate Edge. Well, I don't hate anybody. You absolutely hate Edge. Go I ahead. don't hate Edge. I just very much not like Edge. And he's married to my favorite woman wrestler. I do not like it. Sorry. Wow. And in, in the Judgment Day, the first volume one of Judgment Day just solidified my dislikeness toward Edge. Which wasn't his fault. All right. So if you're, matter, real, if you're not going to be real, if you're not going to be real with the folks and tell them why you, you hate Edge. Ishan, you said Seth freaking Rollins. No. Would you, would you care no, to elaborate, no, Seth. sir? He must go. We, I, I've seen him against Roman. We've seen it too many times. Find something else for him to do. Okay. Um, I am going. <laughs> I'm going with probably the favorite to win it. <laughs> I absolutely do not want Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble. As I said last week, I think it is too much too soon. And I think the story doesn't make sense for him to come back on this chase of I have to come back to win the championship to be out for six months just to come back to win the championship. We need to see your grind of winning the championship, not you got hurt in your grind of your rehab to get to that point. No, we, we, we need to see it through matches, through storylines, through the build. And I don't care to see Cody in that spot against Roman at Mania. So that is who I absolutely do not want seeing winning the Rumble. So, who do you want winning the Royal Rumble? The Royal Rumble. Ready to what you got? Rumble. Not Edge. Damn, you went. You just double down. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's see. I, I, um, dang, I don't know. I, we've been talking about everything else in the bloodline. I'm so caught up in the bloodline. I, I don't know. I, I, I psh, let's say, and I'm gonna contradict myself here. Let's say Sammy wins. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, I mean, don't throw it out there. Oh, like, what do you think? Is that what you think? I I have, I haven't even spent one second. Well, I guess I'm talking about it more than one second, but I haven't even thought about it before now. How that would even look. I'm still hoping the rock was showing up to the, um, so then go with the the rock then. Okay. One time. What rock? Stop overcomplicating this, ma'am. One time. The rock. That's not line talking right there. You going to the rock. Ishan, who you got? I am going with your not pick, I guess. Cody Rose. I'm going mm. with Cody Rose. Um, I think it's time. Because if you think about, I know like uh Rhodes is big on who you who can you see beating Roman mm-hmm. at, at at Mania, right? And 
I think out of everybody, I think Cody could be that guy to beat him. Uh, is it too much too soon? Only the fans can tell us that, right? If they if they down for the ride in that short of a span, you know, boom, let's do it. Um, I definitely like to see Sammy somewhere. I just don't see him winning against Roman right now. So that's that's um, that's what I'm kind of going with Cody. So then, so do we think Roman goes into Mania with both titles? We still have Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. You said in can- in Montreal, right? In Canada, because the Rumble is not for both titles. It never has that. been for both titles. Yeah, but we don't know that though. We're, I'm going to assume they haven't said it once, have they? That the winner of the Rumble gets the shot at both belts? I haven't heard anything. I mean, they've only announced, well, maybe eight men in the Rumble, right? They, they've, really they've broken up or they're splitting the tag titles. We have a tournament on SmackDown to find out the number one contenders. They just wrestled the Judgment Day on Monday for the Raw tag the titles. Raw. So those are being separated. I guess my question is just, okay, well, because the answer would be completely different, right? If if Roman doesn't have both belts. You're going with Cody. I mean, that's the smart money, probably. Um, Who'd you go with, Rodizia? Are you going with Rock? I, I, yeah. I mean, but okay, I so you're going with Rock. smart money is Cody. I, yeah, I do want to shout out before I give my pick. I do want to shout out Underground Temple on, on, on Twitter. Uh, when I put that poll up he just tweeted um, a couple hours ago and said what if we get a lex luger and bret hart finish where cody rhodes and Sami Zayn wins the 2023 royal rumble shout out to you man that would be a pretty pretty cool situation then how does that look after that is it night one night two who knows is it a triple threat match who knows don't know but they have of course evidently still unfinished business with cody and seth so we'll see how that plays itself out you know i've always thought it was going to be rock against Roman. I know they're saying that the rock is not probably going to be there. His, the reasonings just don't make sense. Dave Meltzer came out last week and said, allegedly the rock said that he doesn't know if he would be in cardio shape to do the match. Like, dude, you've known for two years now that WrestleMania is in LA. Like, let's not play that game. Like that. I just, I just can't believe the rock called Dave Meltzer and was like, man, I want to do it, but I don't know if I'm going to be cardio's me ready for a match with Roman. I just can't see that. I don't, I'm not going to go with Rock because I want to have three of us have different answers. I don't really believe it, but I'm going to go with who we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, and that's Austin. I'm going to say Austin enters, and we get him winning the Royal Rumble. Do I really believe that? Probably not. But if I think about, they gave away Cody being in the Rumble because they felt confident enough that their surprises are big enough surprises where giving away Cody is good enough. If you don't have rock. Okay. Even if you bring edge back, Orton back and Orton, um, who else could we probably see? That would maybe make a splash. Rock's already back. Goldberg. Ooh, or is no, he only, is not. he only for Saudi? Yeah, the yeah. Only assigned hopefully for not. But really, like, I mean, is there any major names can we think of that is due back besides like those two slash three? 
Brock's back, Edge, Orton. I'm sure they're going to have a surprise we don't see coming. Maybe somebody in New Japan for them allowing Anderson to work um, Wrestle Kingdom. I can see that. It's got to be somebody major. So I'm going with Austin, even though I'm still holding out hope that The Rock is coming back for sure. Anything else with this pay-per-view on Saturday that you guys are excited about or you guys want to talk about before Ishan sets me up again with his horrendous NFL playoff picks? Well, I think I love- this time he needs to also um, take a shot. That's a seat. Now we're that. talking. Now no, no, we're no. talking. Listen, I love now when we're plan, talking. I love when the plan comes together. I love when the plan. I intentionally picked sure those picks. Sure you did. To put you in a bad way, my brother. Sure you did. And and just think, I had your back, too. I was like, I'm going to ride with you. I feel like you can get us at least 50%. You went 0-4, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm just like Soraya. That's why I'm a big fan of hers. We think alike. <laughs> yeah, I had that plan the whole time. Mm. <laughs> Anywho, let's go right to it then, seeing you guys ain't got nothing else. NFC Championship, sir. We got the San Francisco 49ers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Who you like? Who has the better record? The Eagles are at home. They were the number one seed in the NFC. The Eagles. Okay. AFC Championship game. Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Who has a better record? Kansas City is at home. I'm going to Eagles. Uh, you can't. Well, you already said you're going to Eagles. So I'm, I am screwed. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say. Between the Chiefs and the Bengals, sir. He goes with the Eagles. <laughs> He's like, I got go to go with the Eagles. Eagles. <laughs> He's doubling down on the Eagles and tripling take down. Your, take your shot now, Matt. Take your shot right now. That's insanity. The Bengals. All right. He's going to Bengals. Right. Who you got? Who you got? Who you got going? Uh, who you got going to the Super Bowl? Let's go with. Well, I can't go against Kansas City, so we're going with Kansas City. And in the NFC, Eagles will probably win. But let's for fun, let's say that 49ers is going to win. Well, a month ago, I had picked the Niners against the Chiefs as the oh, Super wow. Bowl. Right. And I'm a little worried about the Niners. I'm actually a little worried about the Chiefs, too. So I could see any combination of four. The Bengals have not yeah. lost a game in, like, three months. Yeah. They've won ten, 10 games in a row. And that's unheard of. The it. Bills look stupid. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's, that's unheard of. Yeah. But that's why I picked them. <laughs> Pat, Patty Mahomes <laughs> has lost three times to Cincinnati. There would not be a fourth. Give me Kansas City. And unfortunately for the Niners... So I like me some Niners. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles. I am going Eagles and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So what's the bet here? Uh, whoever has the worst record. He's got to do a shot on next week's podcast. Okay. And if it's tied, like, so if I go 2-0 and and you guys both are 1-1, one one, you guys both got to take a shot. Sounds good to me. C&E. I'll take a shot all day. C and E went with the Eagles three times. <laughs> I think we're screwed. All right. TFW moment of the week. Rhodesia, hit that thing. TFW moment of the week. 
that gets better and better every single week. Just it warms my heart. I know. I know my, my voice gets better, right? My no, I was just talking about, I was talking about the sound effect. More beautiful. Yeah, more I was beautiful. talking about that sound effect. My TFW moment of the week. If you don't know what that is, it is anything wrestling related that we wanted to shout out. It could be a sign in the crowd, could be a promo segment, could be a match, could be anything that we saw. We just wanted to shout out as, hey, that is freaking wrestling to us. For me, it was absolutely the trial of Sami Zayn. We've talked about it already. Two thumbs up. If I was Cisco and Ebert, it'd be two thumbs way up. If it was one to four stars, it'd be five stars. It was just fantastic. Loved it across the board. Rhodesia, what is your TFW moment of the week? I'm going to say it fast so I don't get choked up and teary dive. So today, um, commentator of ROH Caprice had tweeted um, a video. I believe it was on Twitter. Well, I saw it on Twitter. Um, and it was just him speaking about how much it was an honor or first off, just to love the people that you, that's in your life. If you, if you, if they're on your mind, tell them you love them. And to my surprise, Mark Briscoe was in the video too. And he was just talking about how much strength that this guy has and that through him, that he's going to be strong. And then Mark actually had time to talk about it too. And he said, Nope, my brother didn't leave me. My brother's still here. And I'll just stop right there. But it was so beautiful. Um, and it would just warm my heart up because again, the strength to see in that man's eyes that this, his brother, he only knows how to wrestle with his brother and for him to still go out and do that. Wow. We can only pull from that strength. The the best thing about that video to me was he said, uh, if my brother was not here, I don't know how I could go on, but I know he's here. He's just in the next phase of life. And it's like, yeah. wow, that is fantastic to have that mentality. And just once again, to see how strong he is. Love that. Uh, God bless him and the entire family. Ishan, what you got? So, guys, I have just been told, along with the rest of the world, that WWE 2K23 will be releasing March 17, 2023. This is an amazing, amazing moment for me, guys. And let me tell you about this. If you haven't played 2K22... You did yourself a disservice if you're a wrestling fan. It was a great game. So the, this is going to be 23. We got better cross. We have story-driven universe mode. We have the first ever war games Uh-oh. match in this game, right? New play type in this game. You're going to have three versus three, four versus four, and four versus four. In this in this in this game for war games, it's gonna be an amazing time. I'm super excited to get into this game. I'm super excited to mod this game. That's wrestling for me. Let's go. There you have it. Episode 17 in the books. We'll be right back to you guys in less than 40. Well, right about 48 hours with the Royal Rumble instant react show. Before then, if you have not already. Sub to the pod, guys. Hit that plus button. Hit that follow button on your phone so you catch every drop from us every single week. Also, while you're there, leave us a review. We got five stars there. If we've earned it from you, hit that bad boy. Also, leave us a written review. Helps us, of course, in the rankings. If you are not following us on Twitter, why not? Follow us ASAP. It is at that's FNW. You want comedy? We got that. You want wrestling news? We got that. We take care of you over on Twitter. And then, of course, we also do have a YouTube. Subscribe there so you see video clips when we do load them. That is at That's Freaking Wrestling. As always, thank you guys for listening. 
We will talk to you in a couple days.